Hey everyone, no calls this week, but we did get an email from Dylan in Wichita. Hey Dark Trio, I love your show. I've been listening for over a couple of months. I'd like to know what is your top three favorite comfort horror movies? Uh, keep up the awesome work. Thanks, Dylan. I I mean, I might as well start since I feel like I've said mine over and over and over again. Uh, it's been a while, LLC. right? Well, Hell's LLC is the obvious, I think, at this point. Uh, Grave Encounters is my number two. I think I've watched both of them within the last month. And the original, the original, original Friday the 13th. I can just, those are just such simple go-tos. I could watch those anytime. How about you, Megan? Okay. There's probably way too many. So I had to think <laughs> about ones that I watch over and over and over again. And if they pop on TV, I'm planting my butt, even if I just watched it yesterday. Um, so Scream, I never, ever yeah. get tired of that. And like Pluto TV has they play them frequently all of them pretty much or at least the first three in rotation so yeah i'm going to be sitting down and watching them over and over and over again so scream <laughs> for sure uh the 2013 the evil dead i don't know what it says mm. about me that that's like a frequent comfort watch um i just watched that one since it popped up on tubi i gave that a rewatch too it's a good yeah. time <laughs> it is a good time it's like perfect rainy day movie just I, raining yeah. blood day movie right yeah that's it's it's perfect and then the blob Yay. Mm. The 88 blob. I love my cheese. So I absolutely <laughs> love rewatching Night of the Demons, the first run, um, as well as Night of the Demons 2. There's just something about it that just makes me feel so warm and cozy inside. I also love spellcaster because I like to dance in the beginning and dolls make me feel magical. Aww. So yeah, I, I could keep going, but we'll just stop there. Yeah, top three. I, I think all of us could wax poetic about these for quite a while. All right. Second question comes by a DM. What is the scariest modern horror movie you have seen with a low budget from Sheila and Owatana? Sorry, from Sheila and Ottawa. Sorry. Owatawa. We have Owatana here. I also ah. apologize, everyone. My allergies have been brutal. So Aww. I'm extra nasally. I will try not to be snorting too much Aww, on my. I feel better. Go away, uh, Zena, let's start with you. What's your favorite scariest modern horror with a low budget? Sure. Uh, this one was, I have more, but I'll just give one. Um, I'll go with Loose from 2018. Oh, you wow, know, yeah. Yeah, it's an experimental movie. It's only 70 minutes. And also the director, that was like his student film. And for him to create something that powerful and awesome, like, there's some creepy parts in it. If you didn't know, this one follows like a young woman who's a cab driver and she's running from like this demonic entity and it's been chasing her since she was like a kid. So it's really cool. Um, I just love everything about it. Have you, Megan? Okay. This was a little bit trickier for me because it's, I don't know what the budget for Terrified is because I want to yeah. say yeah. that, but um, I don't know if it's low budget enough. Um there's a movie, I think it's still on Shutter. It's called Z. I think that oh, yeah. I'm not as fond of some of the story elements, but if you're looking for scares, it's it's got some incredible scares. Um, Hunter Hunter, I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. would qualify. And that one is very slow burn that, that definitely builds to some super unforgettable horror moments you're not going to scrub from your mind. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there was... Oh, and then speaking of like student films that seem like they were big budget uh blew my mind the um 2018 
kind of coming of age mermaid horror is really good for being a student film. So yeah, I think that's good. I had a hard time with scariest low budget. One, I had to kind of look up what constitutes a low budget horror movie. Right. And it's this little Well, vague. it's it's tough. And you you see some of them, you're like, wait a second, that only costs like a million dollars to like saw was like $1.2 million. Like how in the hell did they make saw for a million dollars? There are (laughs) movies with a hundred times that budget that I don't think are as polished as that movie. Yeah. Um, I kind of thought about skin rank. I know it's a super divisive movie and to me it's more unsettling than scary, but Um, it's subjective. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's absolutely subjective. But I was thinking, I'm thinking the outwaters. Yes. Yes. I I, I think outwaters, it's just, it's really like not to, I I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. Like go see it. It's on screen box. And you can also see like the extras that they've filmed with it too. Like the different tapes that have been discovered. Um, The the complaints that I, (laughs) that unfortunately people have had to listen to me say about found footage on this show. Uh-huh. don't exist in this movie it's very experimental mm-hmm. and it kind of goes against the traditional three arc structure or three act structure um in its own way mm-hmm. and, and the concepts of um like tension and, and and drama and things like that for what's going on so again really divisive i don't think it's as divisive as skin rink but i think it's another movie where people love it or hate it but honestly you get to that third act I mean, even if you were bored during the first two, like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, how can you watch that third act and not be like, oh, Jesus, mm-hmm. what is happening here? And it's definitely one of the kind of movies, because this happened to me the first time I watched it. Um, You cannot have your phone in your hand and you cannot be distracted. You have to no. pay attention yeah. or you'll be lost. Yeah. That mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's precious few horror movies or any movies really at this point for me, especially because my job is kind of 24 seven and I work with people all across the time zones and, and internationally and things like that. So more often than not, even when I'm watching something I like, my phone's in my hand, unfortunately. Yeah. Me too. But <laughs> yeah, but stuff like, uh, outwaters, especially the third act of outwaters, like for me, um, mad God did that for me. I was like, I just have to watch what's going on visually. Like, well, I can't look away because it's visual storytelling, which I love too. So, yeah. Speaking of things that don't have a traditional three-act structure, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone. The podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. Dope is disgusting, disgusting. You know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting. Horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hi. And you know her from a YouTube channel and website Real Queen of Horror and her infinite love for the genre. Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. And I realize that we do specifically have a three-act structure. Yeah. Nope. For it. Four X structure. What? We're a four X structure. There so, you go. so we're safe. But wait, today is a special day. It's Megan's <gasps> birthday. Yay. Happy birthday, Megan! You want us to you. sing? No. Well, okay. yes, but but John has to dance too. Okay. <laughs> Megan, well, uh, it's your birthday. I'll I'll just quick turn off my camera and then I will boogie. <laughs> It's we Megan's need a jingle, birthday. maracas. Yeah, you're the second Megan that I work with in podcasting whose birthday it is today. <laughs> is or it? The, 
Yeah, my one of my other narrators. It's her birthday wow. today. Too. Wow! Happy birthday to your your podcast pal Megan. Yeah, the Megan Megan's McDuffie. Happy, happy birthday! birthday See Megan. the Meg too. It's it's a <laughs> precursor. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to cook around the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile too. So if you two don't mind, I'd like to go first this week. Sure. Which I've never asked permission for before, I but I went first last week, and I don't know. Oh, yeah, go for it. I'm saying that mostly because I have a few things I wanted to get out, and I just wanted to get through them right out the top. Okay, First cool. one is I guested on a podcast that Xena's guested on, Dads from the Crypt. They're awesome. Which is, which is <laughs> available now. I uh, We talked about the Tales from the Crypt episode in season six. 99 and 44 one hundredths percent pure horror, the longest title in the history of horror. <laughs> uh, and just had a good time just chatting about Tales from the Crypt. It's a fun podcast. I really recommend people check it out. They've had some really good guests on there. Hmm. They've had William Sadler. Like they've, they've had people like big involvements with Tales from the Crypt involved in the show. I think it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Nice. I love that. And then, and this is a pretty big announcement just for Bloody Disgusting in general is the partnership that we have with Boogeyman, the Ooh. new the new adaptation from Stephen King. So Creepy, my podcast, along with the Losers Club, Scare You to, uh, Scare you to Sleep, and Mayfield Watcher Society, have all created in-universe podcast episodes that exist within the Boogeyman universe. Nice. So we got an opportunity to watch screeners and then write and produce our own stories that exist within that universe to help promote boogeyman in theaters so go watch boogeyman in theaters <laughs> and then listen to creepy yeah and listen to creepy uh had a lot of fun doing it and it'd be it's a cool opportunity we might be able to do this have branded episodes for releases in the future i think it's pretty awesome that is good job congrats and it allowed me to watch my first ever screener and Whoa. i have so much respect for movie reviewers having to watch screeners <laughs> They are not what I thought they were going to be. No. I, I thought, like, okay, they're going to send me the movie. And I'm like, there is a lot of property of, like, on yeah. the screen. Like, they're very, they're not letting anyone bootleg <laughs> these. But doesn't it make Which, you feel special when your name is on there or your podcast name is on there? That's true. Like, my name, even the date, they were very specific <laughs> about the amount of time we even had to watch it. Like it was like, it's serious business, which I get with leaks and everything yeah. with people who are happy to pirate and upload stuff. I totally understand it's business, but it was, it was a weird experience just watching on my laptop and stuff and, but pretty cool. So yeah, go listen to creepy, go check out our other podcasts and hopefully you enjoy boogeyman. Speaking of movies, I got homework to get to now. <laughs> First up 2019's get duped, which was Megan's pick. And I watched on prime. An anarchic, hip-hop-inspired comedy that follows four city boys on a wilderness trek as they try to escape a mysterious huntsman. All right, Megan, why this one? Because I love this one so much. I saw this at South By. It was this quiet little movie that came out, and I had no idea. There was no buzz, no idea what to expect. Um, so I went in blind, and I feel like that's the ideal way to do this. Um great cast very hysterical you kind of don't know where it's gonna go and uh yeah it's surprisingly produced by toby mcguire which is neither here nor there just kind of pointing out pointing out how just kind of out there this movie is and i feel like it is definitely an underappreciated gem 
So I hoped you loved it as much as I did. Getting into this one, I wasn't sure what to expect. Mm -hmm. Haven't gotten to the end. This is such a fun movie. Yes. <laughs> these these actors, I don't know if they really are juveniles who should be in juvenile detention somewhere. <laughs> if not, and if they are just really charming actors, like just normal people, they are such good actors. I was watching these guys like, you guys bother me so much. <laughs> You idiots. They're just bumbling idiots. I love it. But the funny, the weird thing about it is, is it was so much more charming than it should have been. If, as strange as it may sound, if these were American actors doing the exact same thing, I would have been really annoyed by them. Maybe it's the accent. Maybe it's the concept of it's they almost sound polite even when they're being jackasses. <laughs> but it was one of those things where like I'm listening, like, oh my god, you guys are how what what how what? How are you <laughs> conscious? How are you able to walk around and tie your shoes and put on clothes? Yeah. And then they start doing horrible things and you're like, what is happening? But it all circles around into this really charming kind of buddy comedy. Yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, this, I never would have, this is another one where I was, I would have looked at the title and I'd have been like, yeah, duped. What, yeah. What, what does that mean? It's like, oh, well, you will learn. They yes. will say it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's super fun. I, I can't, I honestly can't recommend this one enough, especially in like the horror comedy realm. Mm -hmm. Like if you guys haven't seen Get Duked and you have even just like a moderate enjoyment for uh, British movies, watch it. Mm -hmm. Like it's really, really fun. And speaking of really, really fun... I watched 2022's Project Wolf Hunting on Screenbox, which was a Xena pick. Following dangerous criminals on a cargo ship who are transported from the Philippines to South Korea as they unleash a sinister force after an escape attempt leads to a riot. All right, Xena, why this one? Because I felt like you needed it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you this much. It is not what I expected. Mm-hmm. From your description, and it's too new out there available on the screen box. Go watch it. Yeah. Because it definitely, it's not what you think it's going to be. All of a sudden, it's something else. And, like, as it was described, like, the combination of the sadness and Con Air. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and then something else happens. And you're like, did we switch genres? Yes. And... Kind of, yeah, you did. And yeah, I, I loved this movie. Yay. I, I am really falling for, like, Asian horror movies lately. Like, the bananas level of violence. Yeah. Like, I would call it cartoonish, but it's not. Because that very well may be the way people bleed when you stab them. They, but... <laughs> What I've what I've learned from this movie is if you stab someone anywhere, they will bleed profusely out of the mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just automatic. It's just gonna be gurgling and spitting. 
is going to be all over the place, which I actually think is also something that happens in Get Duped, strangely enough. Um, but I just, I dug it. You know, I was a little worried because there's this one particular eye scene and the sadness that I'm not a super oh, big yes. fan of seeing. <laughs> Gosh. So I was a little bit worried, especially because there's women involved in, in this transport and everything else. But honestly, kind of everything I thought was going to happen, none of it happened. Mm. Like not one thing. Like it completely, everything I thought it was setting up, I was like, nope, no, they're not, I guess they're not going to do that. All right. <laughs> and in a really satisfying way to the point the only the only detriment i kind of feel is around like the third act like the third act like it's i got a little bit confused mm -hmm. at the third act i kind of like okay but but what's going on like i got a little bit lost in there about the conceit of things that happen in the twist but i still really enjoyed it it was kind of silly and bloody like there's there's more laughs than i was expecting maybe i was i was i'm sick <laughs> to laugh at some of the parts that i laughed at but i did um and it's a interesting genre bending movie like i i, I don't know what else to say like i feel like you just gotta go watch it yeah i was i was a little worried i was a little worried that it was gonna be like okay this is when you say the sadness and anything i'm like <laughs> What are we gonna? Maybe get? that's a bit much, but I mean, I'm I'm glad that you enjoyed yeah. it. Like, um, I haven't really. It's been kind of mixed reviews. I recommended it. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, for... I totally recommend this one. And I'm not necessarily. And I, I wouldn't have thought that I'd be all for it going into it. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, let's give this a shot. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Like, I don't. It's definitely uh, um, Asian horror is definitely a blind spot for me, um, in a lot of regards. So, check it out. I, I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so maybe, again, I'm gross. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so save me. Megan, what did you watch? Um, So I watched a show that I thought I knew what to expect and didn't quite in the best way. Um, Gremlins, Secrets of the Mogwai. Um, it comes out or it premieres the first two episodes on Max. It's HBO Max, I guess, as of the 23rd, when mm -hmm. this the first two episodes of the series premieres, it's going to be officially called Max, which is kind of weird. I, I don't know what's wrong with <laughs> HBO Max. That's a whole other tangent. Sorry. Um, so Gremlin Secret, Secrets of the Mogwai, it basically, I thought this was going to be a kind of way to introduce the IP to a younger audience in the sense that it was going to be the exact same setup as the original 1984 movie you know gremlins run amok um just set in 1920s shanghai where we meet like young sam wing and mr wing is the one in the movie in the original movie that comes to you know take gizmo home that's mm -hmm. not really that's only kind of the starting point of what this series is. So it's 1920 Shanghai. Young Sam Wing is adorable. Um, he's like a shy boy who loves his grandpa and, you know, wants to make his family proud. Just super sweet and naive and gets flung because Gizmo comes from somewhere else and d accidentally ends up here. And it becomes this countryside road trip type journey to get Gizmo home. 
Hmm. And it's introducing all of this amazing Chinese folklore. The gremlins are there. They're kind of like a brook, uh, like a bookend or a through line for this. And obviously it's centered around getting Gizmo home. So he's a huge part of it. But you've got, um, I was so ecstatic to see Zhang Qi, which are hopping Chinese vampires. Uh, so hmm. they're, they're there. There's Chinese gods. There's like hungry fox spirits that are mischievous. And that's like literally the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot. It's almost monster of the weekish in and it's really cool. Um, but it also captures this the tone of the movie. Like, I, I don't know about you guys, but it it wasn't until I was adult that I kind of understood how dark Phoebe Cates' mm-hmm. backstory was. You know, as a kid, I was like, I don't know, she, she just doesn't like Christmas. But as an adult, right. I'm like, wait, what? Her dad got stuck in the chimney? Um, that's kind of the, the tone here where adults are going to understand how dark it gets. Kids are probably not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I really, really liked it. Two episodes, the 23rd, and then it'll just kind of roll out weekly from there. So really liked it. it was way more than I thought it was going to be. It wasn't just a simple, like, let's repeat what we've already done. So really cool. Highly recommend. And then I, I saw that American Gothic had turned 35. So I thought I need to watch this. It's available on Tubi. It is a super weird movie. Uh, a group of travelers make an emergency landing on an island on the Pacific Northwest after their seaplane malfunctioned, and they stumble across an isolated and psychopathic family. Uh, I, I skip over this as a kid a lot because the cover box just looks like the portrait, the American Gothic portrait. You know, like, I don't want to mm-hmm. watch a farmer movie. Um, <laughs> I probably would have hated this as a kid because it's just a super weird family. Um, you got Yvonne DiCarlo you know, Lily Munster, she's Ma, and then you got Pa, and then they, mm-hmm. they're adult children, and it's such a silly movie. It's very weird, very weird twist to a slasher, which I appreciate, but it's just so funny, the the logic of these adults who wind up staying. You know, they, they're trying to call for help because they're stranded because of their plane, and they just kind of sit there, like, from from the... Have you seen this, right, Zeta? Yeah. Zeta's face is like, <laughs> yes. Like, it's so <laughs> weird. I cannot emphasize how weird it is. Because it's like, why, why are you staying in these people's houses? <laughs> they crashed into their house and started having a party. Like, they turned the radio on, <laughs> and they're dancing when Ma and Pa come home. And then they just stay for dinner. And just keep staying despite it getting weirder and weirder. It's like a a frog in a boiling pot situation where they don't try and escape until it's too late. I don't know. I think weird is just the best I got for this movie. <laughs> How about you, Zena? Uh, so I checked out Influencer um, 2022 or 2023, but it'll be available on Shutter this Friday. So basically this social influencer, she meets another woman while in Thailand and, you know, things are going great, but then there's just something that happens and things just dark. James just take like a really dark turn. So you guys already know this. I love social media horror movies. And this one is not what you think it is, you know? And I was like so surprised and so jolly about it. It just put me in such a great mood. <laughs> um, and, and that's when, okay, that sounds messed up because there's some stuff that happens and where it's just like, why would you say, okay. Anyway, um, my point is. Yeah, if you like social media based horror movies, I think that you might enjoy this one because, again, it it takes like a different turn. And I don't want to spoil it. I don't even I can't even say like my favorite part or even why I feel like it's different because that'll be a spoiler. Mm -hmm. But I love the fact that this one is not afraid to be very, very mean, you know, Uh Um, 
Mm. Yeah, and I normally like describe movies with another movie, but obviously I can't do that because that'll be a spoiler. But yeah, it is definitely a good time. And um, yeah, just looking forward to being able to expose that favorite scene of mine because it involves fashion. Uh oh. Yeah. Then the next thing I checked out, this is a rewatch Kakashi, a.k.a. Scarecrow from 2001 on DVD. Sadly, I don't think it's streaming anywhere. It's just one of those movies. So this one is based off of a manga. I can't describe this one with another movie because this movie's older. So it's like the Twilight Zone meets Pet Cemetery. So it's a really good time. Oh. So basically yeah. this girl, um, her brother goes missing. So she decides she wants to track him down. And then she... She stops at this isolated village because she thinks that he might be there. And the villagers, they're a little odd and they're getting ready for their annual um, festival that involves scarecrows. I mean, there's so many scarecrows and they are dressed like real people. They're not wearing rags. It's it's very creepy. And as the viewer, you already know, like, girl, run. Ease on down the road. I don't know. I'm sorry. I watched The Wiz this weekend. I was going to say <laughs> Oh, is this like the Wiz? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like to sing and dance. But yeah, it's um, this one is really great. It's definitely like a slow burn. And if you watch Japanese, like you know, early two thousand movie, it it has that feel. But I love the fact that there's something really eerie about it. You can just feel like the mystery throughout it all. Um, but yeah, it's definitely the kind of movie that I feel like I like to watch every once in a while. So if you like scarecrows or Japanese horror, or you just want to watch something new, I recommend this one. Awesome. All right. Before we move on, what did we watch and how did we watch it? Uh, I guested on Dad's, the podcast Dads from the Crypt, and we reviewed 99 and 44, 100th percent pure horror. And then I also just released an episode on Creepy for the Boogeyman universe, we'll call it. The title of the story, I suppose I should say, is called Boogie of a Man. And I watched. 2019's couldn't remember the year. 2019's Get Duked on Prime and 2022's Project Wolf Hunting now available on Screenbox. I, I oh I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All good. Please go you ahead. You can go if you want. Um, no. I watched Gremlin's Secrets of the Mogwai. Uh, it's debuting on Max. By the time this episode has aired, it'll the first two episodes will be available and American Gothic on Tubi. I checked out Influencer. It'll be available on Shutter this Friday, May 26th, and Kakashi, a.k.a. Scarecrow on DVD. Nice. All right, homework time. Zena, you're up first. Okay, do you want to spend money? <laughs> I want to on a good movie. Right, but what if it's not, right? But then, I don't know. I don't know. Then I'll, sure. I'll cash up you $4. <laughs> no, because that's true. Perfect. What if you hate it? Okay. I might. We'll see. <laughs> All right, well, this one, I I know that you'll probably hate this one, so I'll just go with this one. <laughs> um, there's this movie called... No, not like that. You'll probably hate because of characters. Have you seen this movie called uh, um, The Farm? No. Okay, it came out in 2018, and it's available on Tubi. All right. And Megan. Um... I'm sorry, it is a reader, but I want you to get it before it's gone. Uh, Livid right. on Shutter. Oh my god, that movie right. is so magical. Very magical. Well, I mean, to be fair, Project Wolf Hunting was a reader and it had me. So yeah. as long as it's keeping my attention, I'm good to go. 
All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? Uh, we've talked about this before. I will definitely drop all the details just to as a refresher. But the Five Nights at Freddy's teaser and poster, they arrived last week. Uh, Universal Pictures will release Blumhouse's Five Nights at Freddy's in theaters on Friday, October 27, 2023, so this Halloween season. The film will premiere day and date with theatrical on Peacock. So either you have a Peacock subscription or you're going to get rowdy in a theater because there's monster animatronics. I mean, that sounds like the fun option to me personally, but whatever. <laughs> um, in the film, a troubled security guard begins working at Freddy, Fred, Freddy, Freddy Fazbear's <laughs> Pizza. While spending his first night on the job, he realizes the night shift at Freddy's won't be so easy to make it through. Um, it's directed by Emma Tammy. She did The Wind and Blood Moon. It's written by Scott Cawthorn, Emma Tammy, and Seth Cudback. The film stars Josh Hutcherson, and that's why I recommend watching the teaser just to get a feel. It's very, it's very cute. It looks very polished. Um, you get, a, you get a little tease of the animatronics, but it definitely lets you know because the, up till this point, the casting has been pretty secretive. So Josh Hutcherson is clearly going to be the security guard. Uh, did give us a peek at Matthew Lillard and Elizabeth Lale. So lots of people in this movie, including Mary Stuart Masterson. And um, circling back to the animatronics of it all, which I cannot wait for, Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Yay. They're handling them. Yay. So yeah, very excited. I don't know if you guys are excited about this. I am excited about this. I feel like this was a long time coming. We we talked about this, how people yeah. have been waiting for so long. So yeah, I, I, I watched the teaser trailer and it looks pretty good. Yeah. I'm more curious about how they're going to turn what I haven't played Five Nights at Freddy's. I, I'm familiar with it. I've just never played it. I, isn't the game. It's like five minutes long, isn't it? I don't think or it's five minutes. Mi long. Well, maybe it's 15. I, I have to be honest. I never made it through Same. a whole game because I just oh. get so stressed out about it. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, yeah. that I would never be able to play it. it because Yeah, I would be the same way. I don't have the patience necessary for that sort of a game like i'm terrible at that sort of yeah thing. i don't think it's patience um, it's fortitude on my half but on my part uh, it's like i don't have the courage to keep going just just i i quit this job you could have pizza i don't need it in my life no yeah i'll i'll be really curious to see how it turns into a 90 minute i mean obviously it's it's more than josh hutcherson's character yeah as we see in the teaser there are other people end up getting involved in it but it'll be It'll be an interesting full length. I'll be curious to see how they do that. Agreed. Um, I guess, you know, prehistoric uh, horror might be on the upswing. You know, we had 65. Looks like the Meg 2 is going to bring some dinosaurs into the Megalodon mix. And then we're going to get the Origins. Uh, Stone Age horror will be unleashed in the upcoming The Origin, an intriguing new horror project set during the Paleolithic period, a.k.a. the Stone Age, 45,000 years in the past. Um, Bleecker Street is planning a fall winter 2023 release, so later this year. Uh, the horror film follows a disparate gang of early humans who band together in search of a new land, but when they suspect a malevolent mystical being is hunting them down, the clan is forced to confront a horrifying danger they never imagined. I don't know what it is because obviously that's all the information that we have thus far, and then there is a tiny. There's like one image on Bloody Disgusting. If you want to check, it's it's somebody holding a torch. So we have no clue what this horror is. But this is the, you know, some animals in the Paleolithic era include like mastodons and saber-toothed tigers. I kind of want it to be a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> don't, don't hold me to that because I have no idea. But I want to see a saber-toothed tiger, you know, 
Yeah. And then or a shark or shark. Yeah, or I don't. I have a hunch it's probably not going to be a shark. I will not be mad at it <laughs> if it is. Land shark. Land shark. Yes, land shark. Um, and then switching gears from the Stone Age to a different kind of Stone Age, maybe. Haha, <laughs> bad pun. Um, filming is officially underway in Vancouver, Canada, on Cineverse Slasher. All my friends are dead. 90s throwback slasher stars award-winning actress Jade Pettyjohn and international sensation Jojo Siwa. Uh, she is a social media influencer. So I feel well, like I'm that's... familiar having a daughter. Oh, yeah? There you go. Oh, yes. I, yeah. So, like, that cast alone makes me feel like this is going to be a movie for Xena already. But we'll, <laughs> we'll see. But this just definitely speaks Xena's language here. Slash 90s slashers, social yes. media in the mix. Um I like that it is directed by Marcus Dunstan, who is mm-hmm. behind Saw 6 and 7, The Collector, The Collect... What is the second one? The Collection? collection. Yes. The Collection. Um, and yeah. it is produced by Happy Death Day producer John Baldecci. And plot-wise, All My Friends Are Dead follows a group of college friends as they head to the year's biggest music festival. When they get a killer deal on an Airbnb, they waste little time celebrating their good fortune. Their weekend weekend of partying quickly turns into a nightmare as members of the group are murdered one by one. When they realize that each of these horrific deaths, deaths corresponds to one of the seven deadly sins, it's only a matter of time before their number is up. I like, I like the concept. So, yeah. I like I like slashers. I like dinosaurs and slashers. The end. <laughs> All right, listeners, your turn. What oddly short video game would you like to see turned into a full-length feature? What social media influencer would you like to see being chased by a serial killer? You can call or text us at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email us, bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Xena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options. And clue us in on which appearance soon that we should be watching. So, Xena, what should we be watching? Screenbox. Um, have you subscribed? I hope so. <laughs> so, um, moving on. Uh, on Wednesday, the 24th, by the time this episode will be out, the Australian psychological thriller miniseries The Clearing will be available on Hulu. A woman must face the demons from the past in order to stop the kidnapping and innocent children, and as well as the innocent children... And save the innocent children in the future. Jesus, sorry. Then on Thursday the 25th, we have Krat. This one will be available on Blu-ray. I didn't get a chance to check this one out, but I always thought that the synopsis sounds really cool. Saying at their grandmother's house, children find the instructions for a mythical creature called Krat. Krat will do whatever its master says, but the children have to get a soul from the devil. The children have to give their soul from the devil first. Or get their soul. Get a soul. There we go. Just There's sounds cool. Soul dabbling with the devil. There you go. Thank you. Then on Friday, the 26th, we have Ten and Tina. This one will be available on Netflix. After a traumatic miscarriage, a young couple adopts two peculiar twins from a convent whose obsession with religion soon disturbs the family. This one looks pretty awesome. I checked it out this morning. Then we also have Cracked. This will be available on VOD. Ruja inherited the painting from her deceased father and hired Tim, an art restorer, to repair it. But they don't know that his invaluable art came with invaluable horror. Ooh, mm, that sounds pretty spicy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, hey, here we go. Then also on Friday, we have The Black Demon. This will be available on premium VOD. So this one involves a family vacation turning into a nightmare and a megalodon shark. Woohoo! And then Influencer will be available on Shutter. So just in case if you want to check it out. And then if you missed uh, 65 in theaters, I mean, I believe that it is now on VOD as well, but you can also own it on Blu-ray or 
TVD. This one is basically about an astronaut who crashes, who crash lands on a mysterious planet only to discover he's not alone. So if you like sci-fi action thrillers, this may be the one for you. So there you go. And that's the Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on our own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at LovelyZena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy, which currently is featuring Boogie of a Man, an official Boogeyman story. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out all things Bloody Disgusting on TikTok at BeDisgusting which we may be appearing on soon once we figure out the technology. <laughs> so for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Bloody.